Sports Cubs cave parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400 Radio. All right. Cub fans helping Cub fans. William, what's going on? I think we got some big news to talk about here. We got some very big news, and I want to talk real quick before we get started here. Is um, Club 400, man. I'll tell you what. It is Cub fans helping Cub fans. It's us getting together as Cub fans and raising money for people. Cub fans, they don't have to. Right, we, told, we talked about They don't have to be Cub fans. Right. It helps. It helps. You know? But there's never been anything more evident and more consistent with the uh, with the tagline than what you're going to be announcing now oh right? I'll, I'll tell you what it's unbelievable and every one of the most common questions i get from people are how do you figure out who you're going to do the parties for right and i kind of my answer is is you know a lot of times going into an event you know i really i'm you know i don't know they they usually just come to me you know and I'll tell you what, the announcement we're going to make right now, it, it, it came to me, you know, and it came to me at a time, you know, where I was like, this, this should happen. And, uh, yeah, our announcement today is on our event on May 2nd with uh, Cubs, Cubs World Series MVP Ben Zobris, we are going to benefit the family of Deputy Jake Keltner. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, it, it means the world to me that the Club 400 community can pull together and, and help his family out. Yeah, for those of you who might not be from around the area or familiar here, a couple weeks ago, Deputy Jake Keltner was working on a sting to bust actually a fugitive yeah, out in the Rockford area. With the U.S. Marshals team, actually. Yeah, and he, uh, they were at a motel, and the perpetrator actually shot and killed this guy. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you got the motivation was a couple days after he was shot and killed, his wife posted something on Facebook. Yeah, his wife back... Well, yeah, to be quite honest with you, going into this event, um, my idea was to give smaller donations to various charities. And I was... Uh, being that it took so long, everybody, to get that uh, Zobra's contract signed, uh, I, I kind of pushed it off a little bit, you know? And by the time I got it signed, uh, the next thing you know, I, I go online, I see Becky's letter about her husband. And, you know, it touched, uh, how can it not touch you? And one of the lines was, was about Game 7 of the World Series and about how, you know, just watching it you know, was uh, you know, a terrible experience. It was for me, too. I mean, it's almost killed him, they said. It almost killed me, too. I was out there, you know. And, um, and I was like, man, it just, I was like, we got Ben Zobers coming out here, you know. World Series MVP. It, it just, all just came together. Yeah, it all came together. And uh, I really, you guys, I, and I honestly want to say this. I want the community to get behind us here. And I want to raise as much money as possible. And that means spending the least amount of money as possible to pull off this event. So what we are looking for you guys, uh, if you can't come make the event, uh, that you basically... Uh, you know, if you know anybody who wants to donate an item for the live or silent auctions, 
Uh, you know, you can get a hold of us pretty easily through the, uh, the website, you, on Facebook or whatever, and we will put that, and 100% of those proceeds, guys, will go to the family. So, And actually, we're going to put a, uh, a GoFundMe-type page on our uh, Facebook page as well, so you can just go to Club 400 Podcast, and it'll show you either if you wanted to donate money or donate something for the auction. Yeah, obviously a, a, a tragic uh, thing that happened in our community. And um, as I was, uh, I was telling Becky, uh, his wife today, is uh, on May second. I want to uh, do our, do our best to celebrate his his life. And uh, you know, um, we're working on some other things. Uh, we've talked to Kyle Schwarber. I've, I've talked to Tom Ricketts. So uh, you know, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. All right. But uh, and one more thing too that I wanted to mention is tickets uh we've sold a lot of tickets to the event and on wednesday i cut ticket sales completely off uh because i wanted to make sure that any of jake's uh, family and friends want to come um that they have an opportunity to come so we shut down the tickets we will be reopening them up sometime late next week i'll let you know when but yeah if you can't get a ticket that's why okay um, and if we have any left over, um, so if you got in, when you got in, you're, you know, you're good. But, uh, uh, yes, definitely going to be a special day. Uh, and, um, you know, I just want to, I, I want him to be looking down and smiling, you know, that, uh, something like this was going on and, uh, it'll make, for one day, uh, well, let's bring some happiness. So William, are you ready? We're going to call the winner of the opening day tickets. You think he'll be surprised? I, I think he will. Well, we gave away half the surprise. It is a, a guy who won here. So uh, oh, yeah, we did give away half. Uh, you, were, you weren't supposed to do that. I wasn't supposed to say he. <laughs> now, Kim, now Kimmy's really pissed off at you. you know? he, he Sorry, or she. Kimmy. He didn't win. He or she. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's not there. We're just. Hey, what's up, Will? Noah, what's going on, buddy? This is hey, Stu and Will. Hey, what's going on, you guys? How you doing? How you guys doing? All right, yourselves? Uh, doing good, man. Mm-hmm. We just called to tell you that you are the winner of the two Cubs oh, opening no day way. tickets, man. So, no uh, freaking way, man. Yeah, <laughs> Club 400 <laughs> podcast, baby. Yeah. Awesome. You that's, called the so you called cool. the magic line, and uh, everybody, by the way, that called, we put into a hat, and you, you're the lucky name that got pulled. So that's awesome, man. Uh, and that's I, awesome. <laughs> cr- correct me if I'm wrong. Have you ever been to opening day before? I've never been opening day. Ah, oh, that's I've always wanted to. Now that <laughs> is perfect. Exa- it's you know? a double winner. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, and you know, yeah. it obviously includes meeting us at the bar before at Output to drink to drink a beer with us, man. So we love that. Yeah, absolutely. So why we got you on the line, Noah? Though you are a big contributor of Club Four Hundred, and uh, and you're going to be doing something awesome uh, this May second. Tell us what you're bringing to the table this year, buddy. So we normally, typically, uh, we build a table so you guys can auction off and raise money for charity. And bar it up, guys. Check it yeah, out on Facebook. It yeah. So it uh, it all started back in uh, 2015 when I was trying to, uh, you know, um, find out something like build some something up for like my garage. Um, at the same time, my son uh, he's he's diagnosed with autism. Uh, so most of his ther- most of the money was going towards his therapy, which is like $500 for a one hour session. Um, and we kept with it because it was working, but it was just draining us financially. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, taking care of your children, money isn't a thing, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, that wasn't even a second thought. So, um, 
So I had a little uh, a little family a little party for uh, for my birthday. Nothing crazy. Um, and I had I had just been piecing a bar table in the garage, just putting it together as over time. And uh, next thing you know, um, you know, I finally finished it through a little party, and my friends liked it. And uh, they're like, "Hey, man, can you build this one? The ones that um, the ones that had just bought a house." I said, "Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to charge. You know, just give me the cost of materials and whatnot, and uh, you know, and then just whatever you want to pay extra or whatever, you know." And uh, so that went, and that happened. Then um, they threw a party, and then it just started going on from there. And then uh, this guy Joe Perillo, who owns uh, Perillo Chicago, uh, the Rolls Royce location in um, in the Gold Coast in Chicago, uh, he he found. I guess he found uh, what I was doing, and he he wanted some tables for his Rolls Royce VIP section. And uh, from there on, it's just been crazy. And then one day, I just said, you know what? Uh, I'm a huge Cubs fan. I'm gonna build a either I'm gonna build a Cubs table or a Blackhawks table. Now this was back in 2015. Um, I was debating on the next year coming up. I'm gonna be like, well, I'm gonna build a sports table next year, going into 2016. Um, I decided not to do the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks season was ending, and I said, you know what, Cubs season is about to start, 2016 World Series, you know. And then, uh, <clears throat> sure enough, you know, I, I did it, and then I get a call from you, Stu, and, you know, you're telling me about Club 400. I'm like, I've never heard of it. Then you told me about the bar table, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that place. You know, I'm not really good with names. And then uh, <clears throat> I was like, oh, this is really cool, man. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, this is the table that inspired me to do bar tables because I had seen your pictures on Facebook just all over the place, you know? And then uh, I was like, oh, man, that's Club 400. I, I'm telling my friends and everything, this and that. And, uh, you know, and then it just so happened to be for the Rizzo event, the first one I ever did. Yeah, it was first one and, was the uh, Rizzo event. I was going to ask you that. It's been a, you've yeah. been here a while, man, and you really uh, – yeah. <laughs> and you've always – you know, whenever he brings – it's always is like the main event oh, on, yeah. on the live auctions, you know? And, yeah. Uh, Every year, it's like what Noah always has stepped up his game, you know. And for oh, the yeah. upcoming Zobrist event, I understand you're going to have a tent. Yeah, we're got. Yeah, we're having a. We're going to change it up this year. We're going to have a tent. Um, and I just thought maybe might might uh, introduce um, some of our other products, not just bar tables that we do. I mean, of course, we're going to do we'll do bar tables, but for this event, we're like, well, let's just bring some of our other products out so people could see. And then we're also going to be giving out shot glasses. For the event, for uh, anybody that's 21 years or older um, that's coming to the event, uh, we, we just thought we were going to incorporate that in the swag bag. We were just like, you know, let's not put something fragile in the swag bag that people might be swinging around. That way they can actually come pick it up personally. Yeah, exactly. You know, and see what you guys our, have to offer. To, you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, we'll have our uh, bar tables, you know, in a, in a digital form display. Um, so people could see what we, you know, what we've done so far. We've gotten a lot of Cubs customers, just a ridiculous amount. Um, and, and it's awesome because, you know, it's, uh, every, every table is different or some tables might look the same, but you know, they put their own little touch into it, you know, like change some of the players or whatever. Um, and every table we make is, it's, it's, it's almost as if we're making it for ourselves, you know, that we put that much heart into it, you know, that like, if we're going to enjoy this table, you know, and I won't, I won't ever give anybody a table that, uh, that I just don't see myself having or wouldn't be up to my standards, you know, I would have to take it back or fix it or some somewhat. But yeah, it's just uh, me and, and my and buddy. They, and it's fully customizable. Like the, the people <clears throat> tell you what they want, and then you 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 go through a whole creative process. And uh, every bar is different, and every bar is unique. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Some most of the time, I get like, you know, I just want a Cubs theme. I'm like, well, what kind of Cubs? Do, like, are you looking for a certain uh, certain era of the Cubs, or do you want like you know retired players? Or are you looking for current, or you know, 
one a nostalgic table that just brings you back to when you were a child, you know, something like that. And so I just ask questions, and then uh, pretty much based on what they answered, I come up with different designs, and then, you know, we'll take a little bit of this design, we'll take a little bit of that design, and then we'll put it all together, and, uh, you know, we finally come to an agreement, and then we just start setting the, locking a date, and we start rolling with that table, and then, uh, and then it, it, I mean, yeah, we get we charge, you know, we always get paid for what we do, but I think the faces, the faces that our clients make when they first see our table, that that's even better than money, even in my in my opinion. So because, uh, uh, you just no, yeah. Can you tell uh, everybody listening where uh, we could we could find you? Where's the easiest way to find you if they want to do an awesome bar table for their man cave? Oh, so we're developing a website right now. Um, it's, it's it's been under development for a little bit, but we're working on it. Uh, but right now we could, you can catch us on Facebook at Barred Up Tables. Um, we're also on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. Um, same thing. Look at Barred Up Tables. Um, Instagram and Twitter. We usually post the the progress of the tables and then on facebook we just post the tables once they're completed you know um but yeah instagram we always keep updated when we're when we're uh, working on projects uh we'll, we'll show the progression of uh from start to finish and it's definitely uh definitely cool and i've been working with uh, multimedia tools to make the you know the experience of looking at our our, our videos a lot better you know or our pictures so that way you can see like oh man this is this is going to be a great style for my for my wherever i'm putting this table you know so it's definitely really great well no that's awesome man you've always been uh you know a big part of club 400 and what we do here and always donating your time and money and for these causes and i can't uh, thank you more i'm so happy you won the two tickets to opening day awesome man and uh hey that's what happens listeners like we only had like 11 damn calls you had like a a really good chance of winning and noah man (laughs) one of our guy happens to to take it and i'm really happy noah we'll break your uh break your cherry i will say on opening day and get you out there and we'll have an awesome time and we'll go to my buddy's bar output and I'll have a cold beer. So uh, great talking to you. Uh, congratulations. All right, you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. And then I'll see you guys at the Zobris event for sounds, sure. Sounds good. Take care. All right, you guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, Stu, we have a very special guest. Dude, I am so excited. You, William, you finally booked another guest. I did, and, and this one was tough because uh, I don't know exactly who this is, so you're going to have to tell me. He him. just does not do interviews anymore, so this is a big, big deal. He is maybe your all-time favorite oh, cub Jesus. person. Cub person, that would be uh, Anthony Rizzo? No. Tom Ricketts. You better guess all of them. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. No, actually, it's it's Harry Carey. Harry Carey? Yeah, Holy cow! Can you believe that we got him on? Dude, I'll tell you what. I thought I hit the jackpot when we had Mike North in studio. Right. This is, now we get to question Harry Carey? We get to ask Harry some questions. Well, dude, I don't know if you know this, William, but the, uh, I've, I've spoke about it before, and but I am a Cubs fan because of Harry Carey, you know? And um, I w- my parents weren't in the baseball. Uh, nobody was in the baseball. We weren't a baseball. We weren't a, really a physical uh, family as far as uh, athletics. So no one was in it. So I was actually a big fan of Superman. So I turned Superman on and watched the cartoon. Well, one day I turned Superman. Superman's not on. There's some baseball game going on, which I had no clue anything about it. And I heard this old guy get all excited. And it, he said something like, there's a line drive down the line. One run is in. And I was like, what is this old guy getting all excited about? I mean, what the heck? You know? So he, his enthusiasm and love uh, and passion for the game 
you know, radiated right, I say, right out of the TV and into my soul, you know. Yeah. And from that point on, William, I was all about the Cubs and Harry Carey. And it was because of Harry Carey that I am who I am today. And, yeah. you know, Club 400 is Club 400. And for you to be able to get this guy here today I know, where I can money. ask him questions is unbelievable. It's I want to thank you, buddy. It's money. Of course, for you, man. Anything. I'll tell you what. We got some Budweiser's on the table. <laughs> yes, and, we uh, do. Yeah. Hey, Bud fan. Bud man. So, uh, you know, William, uh, where's Harry? Hey, Harry, you out there. There he is. Harry. He is. Hey, Harry. What are your thoughts on Cracker Jacks? I don't know what the big deal about Cracker Jack is. Did you ever go buy a pack of Cracker Jack thinking you'd get a prize and find no prize <laughs> in the box? Here's the pitch. That might not sound important to some people, but when, you, when you're a little kid, especially from humble origin, and they cheat you out of a prize, there's a bouncing ball. Second baseman has the Barbary over the first. It's hard to think in laudatory terms of the product. <laughs> I Too take it there was an occasional box of Cracker Jacks that found no prizes for uh, the, the, for the little Harry Carey many years ago. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> that boy when a box of Cracker Jack to me meant a lot of money. Here's a pitch bounce foul. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. One ball, one strike. These guys say, well, you you sing about Cracker Jack. I said that I only sing it because it's in the song. Here's a pitch foul back. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised even to this day some youngsters who buy a box of Cracker Jack don't find a prize in the box. One ball, two strikes, two out. Well, if you're going to talk about our congressman being crooked, here's a pitch foul out of play. Why not talk about commercial products that don't do what they represent? Harry, man, I know. You're like, dude, you have so many lifelong fans. Uh, can, I mean, like, I still love you, buddy, and I still think about you all all the time. And I just want to know, like, why you were so popular? What, what what was it about you? You know? Now the pitch. That's a high drive, deep right center, way back. Might be out of here. It's off the wall. One run is in. Two runs are in. A third man scores. And look at this star. Way back. Might be out of here. Hey, hey. He did it again! He did it again! The game is tied! The game is tied! Holy cow! How about that? Here it is, there goes a runner. A line drive off the pitcher's game is over. Stop Owen, and it's a double play. One ball, two strikes. The pitch. Hey, Cubs win the division. Cubs win the division. Cubs win the division. The pitch. He's stepping off. He's stepping off. Cubs win. Cubs win. There's a long drive. Way back in the left field. Near the wall. 
The pet. There's a drive way back. Might be. Cubs win. Cubs win. Cubs win. Brings. Hits a home run into the right field bleachers. Harry, how did you start singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Tell us that story. You know, I've always sung. Whenever I heard Take Me Out to the Ball Game, I'd sing it, but only in the booth. And uh, the first six years I was with the White Sox, uh, uh, John Allen owned the ball club, and the only p- people who heard me sing was Jimmy Pearsall and our producer. Well, Bill Veck bought the ball club, and he noticed uh, uh, that uh, uh, just lip reading that I was singing. And then after a couple of days, he noticed the fans right below the booth were singing with me. Uh-huh. And then one day, without my knowing it, he had a public address microphone put in the booth. Where, right. And uh, I'm saying, take me out to the ball. And all of a sudden, I hear my voice come booming back at me, along with about 15,000 others. So after the game, I went up to Bill. And I said, what was that all about? He said, Harry, I've been waiting 35 years to find the right guy to do this. And, you know, I'm getting a little pumped up. I think he's, he's flattering me. He said, yeah. He says, as soon as I heard you, he said, I knew that any fans sitting in the ballpark, as soon as he heard you sing, would be happy, happy to sing along because they knew, every one of them, that they could sing at least as good, if not better, than you. Yeah. You know, Harry, I always, me and William, when we do these podcasts, sometimes, you know, we have a few beers and stuff like that, so... I, you know, and you know, some days we, we we record a podcast day after. I was like, one wondering, did, how how did you call a game after a good night on Rush Street, man? I always wanted to know that. <laughs> it's got to be Rush Street too. <laughs> That's awesome. You know very well that you never succeed in this business until you've had the experience of working with a terrible hangover. <laughs> Not until you've been able to come through with flying colors under those circumstances can you consider yourself a professional. Yeah. And Lord knows I've had more than my share of hangover. <laughs> Harry, what's your take on the fans at Wrigley Field? It's impossible not to be excited doing Chicago Cubs baseball, especially at Wrigley Field. You know, I hear the Cubs 24 games out. They played the Phillies the other afternoon. The Phillies were 21 games out. It was sort of a hot, humid day. Wednesday afternoon in Chicago, 38,000 people paid. We had the All-Star break. The first day after the All-Star break, every other team played at night. The Cubs played the only day game. The Cubs outdrew everybody in baseball, yeah. and they played the only day game. It's a, it's a great franchise. I know it's Well, I have great partners. I got uh, Steve Stone, Arnie Harris, our TV producer, Lou Boudreau, Dwayne Statz, Vince Lloyd. It's uh, guys that's easy to work with yeah. and off of. You know? Harry, man, what do you think, man? Where do the fans listen to the Cubs on WGN? Where are they? And where where are they from, Harry? The sun is shining in Chicago. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey at Wrigley Field, where the Cubs are ready to open a three-game series against the San Diego Padres. You know, we mentioned from time to time uh, people who are watching the games. We refer to the Superstation Channel 9. Now, here's a batch of mail I haven't even had a chance to open up today. I just want to give you an idea where people watch the Cubs. Akron, Ohio. Jackson, Mississippi. McAllen, Texas. Jamestown, New York. Prescott, Arizona. Dell City, Oklahoma, 
Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Las Vegas, Nevada, Champaign, Illinois, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Valley, Nebraska, Dickinson, Indiana, Boston, Massachusetts, Lakeland, Florida, uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, that's just Naperville, uh, Carver, Carborough, North Carolina, Linden, Texas, Newark, Arkansas, Montgomery, Alabama, Golden, Colorado, Palm Bay, Florida, Douglas, Alaska, Elgin, Oregon, Ashland, Wisconsin, Monticello, Indiana, Marion, Iowa, South Bend, Indiana, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Puerto Nuevo, Puerto Rico, Wheat Ridge, Colorado, uh, Brazil, Indiana, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Battle Creek, Michigan, Tucson, Arizona, Kansas City, Missouri, Marion, Ohio, Las Vegas, Nevada, I think we mentioned another one from there, Corpus Christi, Texas, Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, some Wayne, Nebraska, Kemper, West Virginia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Winter Haven, Florida, Lafayette, Colorado, and now our national anthem. Here's Gaff's pitch. There's a long drive, deep center field. Way back, it might be, it is! A home run, a grand slam, a grand slam. Holy cow, against the wind. Listen to the crowd. You know, Harry, a few years ago, you predicted that one day the Cubs would win the series. Well, let's just take a listen to that. Bouncing ball, and the ball game is over. And Greg Maddox is in his 15th game of the year. He lost 11. That's a fourth straight year that he has won 15 or more. And the Cubs have salvaged the final game of the year and have swept the three-game series with the St. Louis Cardinal. Well, a lot of things happened today. And they were all great. And they were all thrilling. And they were all dramatic. Too bad we couldn't have had a victory that meant a pennant. But that will come. Sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in a World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. It seems to me that we don't have too much time it seems the ingredients, the nucleus is there. It's just a matter, I don't know who the manager's gonna be. I don't know whether it be Essien, whether it be Jim Fry, whether it be Davey Johnson. One thing's certain, it requires a veteran manager because this is a veteran team. It's a mixture of guys who are young, but still are veterans. All right, the final score, 
The Cubs win the ball game by the score of 7 to 3. Maddox now 11 and 7. Oliveras uh, 15 and 11 for Maddox. Oliveras now 11 and 7. Total 7 10 and 2 for the Cubs. 3 6 and 0 oh for the Mets. Speaking for Steve Stone and Tom Brenneman, I'm sure we thanked everybody that we possibly have the time to thank. This is Harry Carey from Wrigley Field. Until next spring, God willing, so long, everybody. All right. For the last time this year, so let me hear you good and loud. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ballgame. Take me out to the Well, the Cubs 1992 season opener will be between the Cubs and the Philadelphia Phillies Tuesday, April the 7th in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, only 194 days away. So long, everybody. So, yeah, Harry, as you know, man, the Cubs did it in 2016. I'm sure you're up there with Ernie Banks and all the guys probably, I don't know, probably on your 10th, 11th old style. I mean, Bud Light, you know, Budweiser, you know. What would the call, if you were able to make the final out call, which, Harry, would be a dream of mine if you could please share us, what would that sound like? The Cubs are going to be in the World Series, and maybe sooner than we think.
believe the Cubs are number one. The impossible is possible. The unbelievable is believable. This is Harry Carey. So long, everybody. Oh, Harry, you were always the most articulate person in the booth. Did you ever struggle pronouncing names? And in some cases, how to pronounce their names. Oh, from Gazinker to uh, uh, Longneck. It ends with a K and starts with a G. Everybody's getting it right up here, but Harry Carey. Harry, there's a lot of awesome things that happened. On, obviously, we remember 8-8-1988. What was your uh, favorite memory at that time? Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey at Wrigley Field on this noteworthy night indeed. 8-8-88. That's the date. And this bud's for you, Bill Murray. Dying under these lights until you handed me this thing. It's such a pleasure to see you, especially on a noteworthy event like this one. Well, I don't know how I feel about night baseball. It's great in the minor leagues, but it's someplace else to go in town besides your restaurant, which is a good thing. <laughs> you know, uh, how's your mother, by the way? My mother is, uh, she's off the booze, real pretty, but she's doing really well. She's doing great. That bit you put on when you were, when I was sick and you were on and did such a great job, the bit you done about your mother, among other things. I think it should be a special cassette. You ought to sell about 10 million of them. Well, uh, I've got uh, 200,000 of my own, which I'm willing to unload for some sort of a price. But uh, my mother really wants too big a percentage, so I'm keeping them in, a gar in the garage right now at home. And have you thought about broadcasting baseball as something after you're tired of uh, being a great star of movies, stage, television, screen, whatever you have. I think when I completely lose my mind here, I'm going to step right up into your spot here in the booth. There's no doubt about you being a Cub, a true Cub fan, is there? Well, I went with the blue and white tonight, figuring I could look like the ground crew in case I got thrown out, I could get back in. It's really beautiful. It's the most beautiful park in the world, and it's it's pretty under the lights, too. That's what I was hoping. Tell me, Bill, where are you making your own now, in Hollywood or in New York? Well, I'm making it in New York. What's the, what's happening in your career? Anything new? Uh, well, I made a movie called Scrooge that's going to come out. Scrooge. I'll bet you you've got to be Scrooge. Yes, that's right. And I would imagine that's hilariously funny. You have a vivid imagination, Harry. You really do. It better be funny. There's going to be big trouble for me. Yeah. Bill, good to see you. Stick good around you, for a little while. I know it's warm up here. Okay. Bill Murray, a priceless guy. Don't go away now because we're going to be back with the first night baseball game ever played at Wrigley Field. Coming up in a moment. Hey, Stu, the Stone Pony just joined us. Oh, shit, he made it from the south side? <laughs> That's right. Steve, tell us the best story in the booth with Harry. Ask Mandy Cohen, who was in our booth, later became a producer, for every day you have root beer. Every day she said, Harry, we don't have root beer. Finally, I told Mandy, give him Diet Pepsi or Coke, whatever you have up there, because he's got no taste buds. They've been long dead with all of the alcohol he's consumed. 
So she would go up and get him a, a diet, whatever. <clears throat> well, this one day, uh, and Harry, by the way, never went to the bathroom, ever. When the game started till the game ended, it could be five hours, it could be 15, 18 innings, it didn't matter. He never went to the bathroom. He must have had a bladder like a camel. I have no idea how he did it. He told me, well, I practice. I don't know how he practiced, but okay. So anyway, Mandy, Mandy, can I get some root beer? Yes, so she leaves the booth. I'm writing up my lineup, and I hear this blood-curdling scream, and Harry is standing next to me, jumping up and down, because he has gotten his little appendage stuck in his zipper. He apparently had he apparently had left it down when he left the washroom, and now when he went to zip it up, he got stuck. A problem that a lot of us folks have experienced in our lives, but doesn't make it any less uncomfortable for him and any less funny for me. He was bouncing up and down, screaming, going, whoa! I said, Harry, you got to sit down. People can see you on both sides of the booth. He goes, no, I'm stuck. I said, oh, I know you are. But he says, well, I can't. I, I can't get it out. I said, Harry, you got to do something. And he's, I'm telling you, he's beet red. The sweat is pouring down his face. And I look over to him. Finally, I look up there, and there's Mandy coming in the booth. I said, you better yank that little sucker out of there because Mandy's coming back in the booth. So I hear this, <laughs> he sits down, crosses his legs, must have been bleeding for three innings. It was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. My head was down on my score pad. I was just, the tears were streaming down my face. It was literally the single funniest moment I ever had with Harry in the booth. Harry, I want to know who the heck is playing today, all right? Hello again, everybody. With Steve Stone, Harry Carey, we're back at Wrigley Field. Here are the lineups for today's game. For the Padres, Alan Wiggins at second. Tony Gwynn in right. Bobby Brown in left. Steve Garvey at first. Terry Kennedy at second. Kevin McReynolds in center. Greg Nettles at third, Gary Templeton, the shortstop, and Andy Hawkins, who's won three, lost none, will be the pitcher. For the Cubs, Bobby Dernier in center, Ryan Sandberg at second, Gary Matthews in left, Leon Durham at first, Ron Say at third, Mel Hall in right, Jody Davis, the catcher, Larry Boa, the shortstop, and Scott Sanderson, who's won three and lost one, will be the pitcher. The umpires are Joe West behind the plate, Doug Harvey at first base, Frank Pulley at second base, and Jerry Crawford at third base. You know, we never did get a chance to finish, but I thought it would be interesting to you, as it is always does, to appreciate the scope of the Chicago Cubs telecast which go all over the country. And we didn't even get around to some of the foreign countries like uh, uh, Belize, like uh, Mexico, like uh, various places in Canada. And so it truly is a marvelous thing that people all over the country, especially for a team that plays, all of its home games in the daytime, something nobody else does. So much of the nation is able to watch the Cubs in the afternoon 
with the Cubs game being the only game in the country being played in the sunshine. Well, Scott Sanderson, Steve, is our, our stopper. And with this being the first game of, the, of a big series against one of the powers te power teams of the other division, it'll be interesting to see how he fares on a cool but bright day in Chicago. The last time out in Pittsburgh, Harry, he stopped a losing streak, and he has that task ahead of him here today. We lost two ball games to the Mets, and now Sanderson takes over. He's got some unique problems with this San Diego club because they've got some power now. Steve Garvey is starting to swing the bat again, and Kevin McReynolds, six home runs and 21 RBIs, not to mention tremendous speed at the top of the lineup, one of the great base-stealing threats in the major leagues, Alan Wiggins, Tony Gwynn, who's hitting everything, hitting second. And so they've got some power, they've got a lot of speed, and they're a fine offensive ball club, and they're a team that figures to contend along with Los Angeles for that Western Division crown all year. It looks to me like unless Atlanta gets something going, it could be a two-team race, and these guys are going to be right there in September. Here we go, and here's Alan Wiggins, two out of 13 in that first three-game series that the Cubs played the Padres. Padres winning the first two games and then the Cubs winning the second game of uh, the last game in 10 innings. Alan Wiggins, speed demon. A good guy to keep off the base if you want to beat these fellas. First pitch of the ball game. It's in there a beauty, a strike call. Harry, we all know that you started in your hometown of St. Louis. What the heck happened? A boost to my ego that somebody would think that I'd steal some executive's wife who happened to be a beautiful 24-year-old Hollywood starlet type married to a billionaire stud, the very thought that somebody would think that I could break up that kind of a marriage when I was in my 40s at that time, I found a, a so impossible to believe, so impossible that I'd rather have the people believe it and lose my job. <laughs> Hey, Bob Costas, we all know him. You know, tell us a good story with Harry and his brush with fame. Elvis grew up listening to the Cardinals, and Elvis somehow hears that Harry's in town. And Harry got a phone call, and he said, Harry, yes. Is Harry Carey? He says, yes, it is. Who is this? He says, this is Elvis. Harry goes, Elvis who? He says, Elvis who? What city are you in? He says, I'm in Memphis. He says, and you have to ask Elvis who? How many Elvises you think are here? And Harry said, oh, yeah, right. Come on, who are you trying to kid? And Elvis said, no, really, Harry, it is me. It's me, Elvis. So I'll prove it to you. Go downstairs in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, he went downstairs. His big limousine pulls up, opens the door. Harry goes, it might be. It could be. It is. It's Elvis Presley. And he's screaming, hey. And Harry said, why don't you come at halftime and be my guest? And he said, because Harry, they have a brand new field house. And if I came there at halftime, there probably wouldn't be a field house left but I'll send my limo for you and you'll come to Graceland. And they took him to Graceland. And there sit Harry Carey and Elvis Presley drinking Budweiser and talking about the Cardinals. Spent the evening with Elvis, about 3, 3.30. Elvis figured out they hadn't eaten anything yet. And then Elvis says, oh my gosh, my manners, Harry. I bet you're hungry, we haven't eaten. Are, do, you, do you like ribs? And, and Harry goes, yeah, I love ribs. And he said he never met a better looking and more likable young man than Elvis Presley. I'd like to be a fly on the wall that night at Graceland. Harry Carey and Elvis Presley. You know, a lot of people think I have the best seat in the house. No way. The best seat in the house is right here. Cheering on the Cubs with the greatest fans in the world and the greatest beer in the world. Bud 
Kaiser. Yeah, nothing quenches a Cub fan's thirst for victory quite like the King of Beer. Quenches a Cub fan's thirst for victory, quite like the King of Beer. Cub fans, this bug's for you. Well, I, I just think it's a catchy song. All right, sport, let's lay a track down, huh? Listen, uh, you're not going to put this on the interlink now, are you? Uh, good. <laughs> okay, Gary. A one, a two, a three. Baseball underway. Ready for a brand new day. What do you say? Cubs are gonna. Go Cubs, go! 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 Say Cubs are gone! Everybody congratulating everybody! And the National League! This year, this is the year, the real. <laughs> Come on down to Wrigley Field. Did I say, go Cubs, go. Let me hear ya. Go. Go. You say the Cubs are gonna win today. Go. Go Cubs, go. Oh, the Cubs are gonna win today. It's here again. WGN. Hey! Very good. Oh, go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago, what do you say? <laughs> look at that. Yay, very good. Hey, look at Miss Chicago. Ooh, boy. What do you say? <laughs> Everybody here, you're a good. Oh, Cubs, go. Go, Cubs, go. The Cubs are gonna win today. Go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! What do you say? Cubs are gonna win today. Hey, gay! Go Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago! What do you say? Holy cow! Go Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago! What do you say? <laughs> hey! Very good! <laughs> this features GM car.
Christ. 845, uh, we have... Hello again, every... Oh, hang on oh, for just a second. Harry yeah. is here uh, talking about uh, opening... The, tomorrow is opening day at uh, Wrigley Field. Oh, and how. 120, the Chicago Cup. Okay. Looking forward yeah. to this season like a, but everybody's so excited about it. Well, we're particularly excited because Except we got a new... Except for Mitch Williams. We got a new... <laughs> we got a new... <laughs> that was cruel. Oh, yeah. Uh, we well, got a, a good guy. We got Handsome a song. young man. Yeah, he is. Uh, you got a song coming out here that uh, we're That's pretty excited right. about. Yeah. You know, uh, for the rest of the program, call me MC Harry. Okay. Because, you know, we got back into town, and I was just in one of those moods last night, and the boys and I got together, and here's a little something that we put together. The broadcast premiere of MC Harry's Homer Time. Hit it, baby. Hello again, everybody. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. Can't touch this. Can't touch it. My, my, my cubbies are the best I vow. They make me want to say, holy cow. Thank you for blessing me with the greatest team in the National League. And I know that it is such. And this is one team you can't touch. I told you, homeboy, don't touch that dial. I'm in your living room. Juju the dog from Hoffman Estates is here. Can't touch it. Wait, what? Cranky Matanky is listening. Can't touch it. Wrigley Field. You gotta like that. Sunshine and Ivy is where it's at. So don't move out of your seat. Find the pretty girl and feel the heat. You can't touch this, honey. Maybe later. <laughs> can't touch this. It's a beautiful day for baseball. Don't touch this. Oh, for the long one. Why are you touching this? Here's the bench breaking ball. Time. Well, seventh inning stretch, it is said. If you can't move to this, then you're probably all dead. Let's cheer, cheer for a winner. Single stretch, and you're gonna get thinner. We're rolling, don't stop. Grab a cold brew and drink till you trap. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Here's a man racing for third. Everybody sees the cubby baseball hype. How can you resist the magic of the might? The cubbies are on cable from London to the bay. It's Harry, go Harry, it's Harry, go Harry. And let's get ready to play. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. I told you not to touch it. Now ready? Why are you touching us? Now ready? Whoa, daddy. In the club quintet, super freak, super freak, super freaky. Yeah. Oh, Harry. Oh, <laughs> I haven't had as good a time in a long time. Blow, Daddy. 
Mix 102. <laughs> and the world premiere of uh, You Can't, uh, Harry's Can't Touch This. How are you going to celebrate tonight? Uh, oh. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I probably have a Jägermeister. <laughs> All right, Dorothy. Thank you very much. Enjoy it. Chicago 